Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. Oh my god, we are like three weeks into January. We're three weeks into the year. I am not really a January person, to be honest with you. I like the idea of like a whole new year, new slate, but honestly, January just never really been that fun for me. Um, I've been feeling kind of, well, I was feeling kind of wonky and like there was like this fog over me. Um, now it's kind of clearing. Um, I heard Mercury came out of retrograde, so maybe that helps. I don't really know. Mars was also in retrograde. There was like a gnarly cancer full moon. I'm not an astrologer, but, and I always wonder how much of what is happening, what I'm experiencing, like how much of this shit is me and how much of this is coming from the planets doing things. And I guess no one really knows. And I just do my best to continue to exist. Literally, someone was asking me how I was doing, how I was feeling, and I was like, just existing. That was how I was feeling uh, first half of January. But yeah, I do feel more like myself now. Actually, I'm really jet-lagged right now. Um, in Taiwan again, uh, doing Chinese New Year here, which I'm so grateful for. Um, it's very festive out here. Anyways... Today I want to hop on here and talk about shadow work. This episode was inspired by my own life. Well, every episode kind of is. But I do feel very enthusiastic about the topic of shadow work because this is such a critical topic in my brain rewiring coaching program, both in the group format and the one-on-one. I do really find something pivotal just like a pivotal shift that feels very positive like a big release once clients do the shadow work do the shadow integration they actually get to meet themselves and integrate more authenticity is like very freeing and we'll talk about how that works and what things mean but it really is about self-awareness and I heard Mark Manson say this and I find it to be like kind of funny and very true. He said self-awareness is like an onion. There are multiple layers to it and the more you peel them back, the more you're likely to start crying. And that's absolutely true because shadow work is very emotional. I really do think it is the pathway to authenticity And you're like this onion, right? Like when you do the shadow work, when you do the personal development work that actually is deep and honest, you're peeling those layers of the onion off. And that can look like, you know, those layers might be like a persona that you put out. Um, Little white lies you tell other people, maybe they're straight up lies, but just like things that hide yourself. Um... 
specifically aspects of yourself that you don't love, that you perceive as inferior or shameful or bad,、um, and we all do it. So it's like very normal. It doesn't mean you're a bad person or you're a liar. This is just what every human experiences, and. Just because you perceive those qualities, those aspects as inferior or shameful or bad, doesn't mean they actually are. It doesn't mean other people think they're also negative. And of course, you can change in whichever way you wish. But like trying to make a change without addressing your shadow aspects is actually like very inefficient and exhausting. Um, when I think about an example to illustrate this, I think about body image and weight loss. I spent so many years wanting to change my body to have to just like feel good in my body, and I didn't even know there was such thing as shadow work. But I was just like so unsatisfied with my body.、Um, I didn't like the way it was. Didn't like the way it looked. I always needed to lose five pounds, and if The number on the scale was where I wanted it to be. Then maybe I want it to be even a smaller number. And even, okay, let's say I was at this number, I would be like, okay, now you need to look more toned. I don't know. There's just like always something to be worked on, not from a place of love, but just like okay, like if you just lose five more pounds, then you will. I don't know. Things will just be better for you. But I found myself just like running on this hamster wheel. Year after year, and it was like really exhausting. I could have spent all that mental energy and physical energy on something that would be more satisfying. But again, like I didn't know there was such thing as shadow work.、Um, I didn't really think about why was my body image so poor. Like why was I never satisfied? I really took it in. I like internalized that gaining weight. Was a really bad thing to be shameful about. And when I was a little girl, I did see adults like talk shit about themselves when they would like eat just like one bite of food that was like making them too full, or like that got them over their calorie count, or like if they gain like two pounds, it would kind of just feel like this stressful thing. So I really took that in very early on, and. I just felt like okay, like people were gonna judge me, like oh she's like really letting herself go or she's lazy. I just associated weight gain with failure, with disappointment, with shame. Really, I do have an episode on brain rewiring for body image and physical changes. If you want to check that out, that one I'm very proud of. It's like a very popular one actually.、Um, so go check that out if you're interested. But anyways. Back to shadow work. So again, shadow essentially equals shame, and when we feel shame, it's as though a spotlight is shining on all the shadowy, ugly parts of ourselves. And you know, this could be a personality trait, a desire, a failure in your past. People feel ashamed of like, I don't know, just like all kinds of things. I know a girl who is ashamed that she's blonde. She feels like because she's blonde, people are gonna think she's like really privileged and she's dumb and she is like entitled. I don't know. She's the best. I love her. She's so beautiful and smart and kind. And I don't know. Like, 
I'm not here to be the judge of people, but again, this is like what we perceive to be inferior or bad or shameful. Again, keyword is perceive, right? Our perception is what creates our experience, what determines how we experience our reality. So when we do shadow work, we are essentially allowing that perception to shift. We're taking out of the emotional charge we have towards those shadow aspects. And when that is done, it's extremely freeing. It's like this emotional weight has fallen off. One of my clients literally messaged me after she went through the shadow module. She just said, Wow, I felt really blocked when I first started the shadow work and I meditated on uncovering and unblocking and then the emotion just came out like a waterfall. And now I've been a wreck, but in a good way for two days and wow, like would not have guessed what came up for me as the issue. But now that I'm owning it, I recognize the reality of it so clearly. Like it brings you so much clarity to do this work. This is taking ownership of your life. Again, what you don't own owns you. So do you really want your insecurities to run your life? Probably not. Anyway, so back to why we even started this episode or why I started doing shadow work again. Um, Okay, so like there's this post on Instagram that I saw. It says dating without a healthy degree of shadow work very often ends up being the reenactment of parent-child dynamics and oh my god when I saw that I'm just like all right I need to do shadow work because I have been doing the online dating thing um, not super actively for the last six months or so I started because I just wanted to get out of my comfort zone and that was very cool for a while I felt so proud of myself and it just felt like okay this is like a good thing it was surprisingly delightful like I got to meet all those people I would otherwise never meet honestly like a lot of people were actually interesting not everyone obviously but I thought it was a net positive but then maybe the last three months or so it just became like an energy drain like Before it was like this cool thing. It was like this portal that I got to meet cool ass humans. And then, I don't know. It just became a circus. Like now I go on the Bumble app. I'm like, this is a fucking circus, all right? And I just hated being on there. I feel like just having this app on my phone was like sucking the life out of me. I am exaggerating. And I of all people know it's not Bumble's fault. I was just not being intentional about it and like look it would just be a different experience if I'm like okay I'm here I'm calling in this type of person this is the kind of dynamic this is the kind of experience I am looking to manifest that would just be a completely different experience I'm really good at manifesting not to to my own horn but I don't know, I was just throwing spaghetti at a wall, not even knowing why I was throwing my spaghetti away. Like it's one thing if it was fun, but now my wall is just dirty. Anyways, I'm at a point in my life where a lot of my friends are married or in healthy relationships. Of course, every couple has their own things to work through, but 
you know, they're working on it. And I just look at that and I'm like, how the heck? Like, how do you guys do this? And I just realized, wow, you're asking this question because you inherently do not believe this is possible for you. And you're going about online dating like a fucking idiot because you are afraid to open up. Like your heart is close to love. And I don't want to be a closed off person. And I'll tell you what, I'm in my personal year six in numerology. I'm not an expert by any means, but I do know your personal year six is all about relationships and love. And I thought that was like ridiculous at first, but I have been feeling like this urge to open my heart more to love. Mostly because I know if I'm blocking myself off from love, then I'm also blocking myself off from other forms of abundance and that just does not sit well with me. And going back to setting intentions, once I set that firm intention of I would like my heart to open up, I didn't really know how exactly that was going to happen. It's not like I went through it knowing the step by step. So I was like, all right, universe, show me. And it sure did start showing me. Um, one of the first action items was to do the Alexis Smart Flower Remedies, specifically the In Love Remedy. This one is for love. Um, so the benefits of this one includes attracting healthy relationships, break old patterns, trust, self-love, love without possessiveness, wisdom in love, and heart bliss. So what really caught my eye was breaking old patterns and self-love. I feel like obviously I love myself a lot more these days than I ever did. But in terms of like love and relationships, I'm just like, okay, we can really explore a little deeper in this arena. So I've been taking this remedy for the last two weeks or so. Um, like with flower remedies, it's kind of like energetic medicine. I don't exactly know how it works, but it's kind of like energy healing in a bottle. And when I facilitate energy healing for my clients or for myself, a lot of times, like, you know, you're shifting your energetic field and things are going to change. Um, some patterns would just feel very out of alignment. Um, ever since I started taking this remedy, I was like, wow, I do not want to be on the Bumble app right now. Like, I just know this is not a time to be swiping. Any sort of swiping you're doing right now is kind of just a waste of time because you're not energetically open. And in order to open up, you need to focus on yourself first. So that just became super clear to me. I also realized all the connections I had before via dating, the dating app, it was very surface level. Like I would meet up with someone, I either like meet them up a few more times or it's just like a one-time thing. Like I never really let myself be seen, I guess. I don't know. It's like I have this persona that I'm putting out 
And I realized that subconsciously, and this is through doing like journal prompts regarding shadow work, I realized I was keeping people at like an arm's length because I was actually really afraid that if people get to know me at a deeper level for a longer period of time, they will come to realize that Sandy is not that interesting. Like she's interesting at first, but then she just becomes less interesting over time. As you get to know her, she's actually really boring. Um, I don't know. I never thought I, I never knew I thought about myself this way subconsciously. Um, when I like journaled on this a little bit more, I realized this has to do with so many other things, but it all goes back to scarcity mindset. And I don't like this part of myself. Um, but now that is super in my awareness, I'm going to start doing better, do some brain rewiring around this, followed by empowered action. But I realized I would want to go on a certain trip or go try out certain activity. Like I've been wanting to try out surfing for the last two years, but I would think, okay, well, I need to get good at swimming first. And then, you know, you have to get a surfboard. It's like a lot of trouble or I would want to go on a certain trip or go to a certain concert and I would think about the money. Is it worth it? This is, again, like a lot of trouble. But actually, like when I, when I think about my highest values, which is actually like a topic of its own, going on adventures and having just great experiences, like experiencing new things, those are like top of my list and I have not been prioritizing them at all. In this case, I'm not really living in alignment to my highest values and therefore it does feel like something's seriously lacking in my life and it feels rather unfulfilling. And because of that, I don't see myself as a very interesting person. I don't feel fulfilled the way I would like to be. And I don't, I'm not proud of this by any means. When I really look at, okay, what is like really going on here? Why don't I just book the trip? Like I have the money, I work for myself, I can make the time, but why don't I do it? When I look at what's really happening beneath it all, like what is the root cause of this whole thing? It really goes back to like money. Um, when I was like really young, I, oh my God, this is like so long ago, but my family rarely went on family trips overseas. So one year um, we did, we went to Hokkaido in Japan. I saw snow for the first time. It was awesome. Like it was so memorable. Um, so that was amazing. We got home and, you know, school started, things were back to normal. And I, okay, it's all about perception, right? From what I recall, I found my parents to be super stressed because they spent all that money on this family trip overseas. Now they were stressing out about money. I don't know 
if they put it on a credit card and they couldn't pay it off, or they spent all the money, now they feel really tight. I don't remember what happened specifically. Again, it is all about perception. My takeaway was that because we spent so much money on this family vacation, that wasn't a necessity. Now we're in trouble. I didn't really know. I don't think I was old enough to know what happens to you if you can't pay off your credit card. I just thought if you can't pay off your credit card, then you're fucked. Uh, if you don't have enough money, then you're fucked. I obviously was just like, okay, well, this is bad. And we didn't go on another family trip overseas for many years after that. Um, I've just been very debt adverse my whole life. I have an 800 credit score. And that's like, I guess, something to be proud of. But also, I'm just extremely debt adverse. Like, I have a really hard time spending money on, like, travel because I know is not necessary. Like, I should maybe wait till I have so much money so I can do it my way and not feel guilty about it. Like, I don't want to go on a trip and feel guilty about it. And because I don't want to feel guilty, I don't go on a trip. So it's like this vicious cycle. And now I'm like, how have I not been to Europe my whole life? Like, I am a Sagittarius moon. New experiences and being adventurous are critical for my well-being. And when I think about my last relationship, we were trying to like be financially smart together. And that, because we're like younger and dumber, we thought that meant sitting at home, like going to the gym, like reading books. And that is good and all, but like to thrive as a couple, you also need to be doing adventurous expansive things together so I'm really realizing that I don't think I'm interesting enough because I don't let myself have fun or explore like duh yeah so really interesting how that unfolded it started from dating realizing that I was kind of closed off to wanting to open my heart more and then to realizing that I was afraid to open up because I was fear I had this fear of rejection because I didn't think I was interesting enough to be a good partner to realizing that that narrative really came from this experience from a family trip all has to do with allowing myself to prioritize having fun, having those adventurous, expansive experiences that I deeply crave. And to be honest, if I didn't let myself do the honest work, really dig deep and peel that onion layer that's so emotional, I probably would still be saying shit like, oh, men suck or dating apps suck. Men are emotionally unavailable and there's no cool guys out there or whatever bullshit and when I just say those things I knew at my core that is not true and I'm just being a whiny little bitch and playing victim which are not things I want to be obviously and now that I have 
kind of like connected the dots, it feels like a huge relief because I feel like my heart was really closed off for the last two plus years. And now it's like opening up or it's on a good trajectory, I would say. And it's really interesting because prioritizing myself and my fun and my joy is really the key to opening my heart. It's just funny how the dots connect because if you didn't let me go through my own process and you just told me prioritizing your joy is going to open your heart, I'll be like, what? Uh, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't understand it the way I do now. Um, but yeah, prioritize my joy. I don't know specifically what yet, but I'm excited to just try new things for the sake of trying new things that might be fun. The perfectionist in me is like, are you sure it's going to be the most fun you're going to have? Is it going to be worth the energy, time, and money? It doesn't have to be like that. That was the narrative and the mindset that got me, I don't want to say in trouble in the first place, but that did not serve me very well. And I'm excited to shift that. So again, um, I'll keep you guys posted on Instagram or something if you are curious. But yeah, I feel already more open. Like we're definitely on a good trajectory. And I just want to say with Doing the honest deep work, like shadow work, it sounds pretty fucking scary and I totally get it. I avoided it for the longest time. It is scary. Um, but what is more painful is living life and holding on to shame, letting your insecurities and shame run the show. Imagine me continue to date without you know, addressing my insecurities, like that would suck. I would just probably be very unsatisfied going through the motions, guy after guy, never really feeling that deep, authentic connection. Like that would suck. I don't want to do that. Um, that would be a shit show. So I'm really glad that I have all the tools I ever need to move through bullshit. Like even, you know, like again, doing this work is not always easy. It's so easy to put it off. And when my brain realizes that, hey, we're about to do some deep work, my brain gets so tired, like, oh, fuck. Like, can we just go to sleep? Can we just like, you know, zone out or watch Netflix or something? Just anything but shadow work or any sort of reprogramming work because it is work for your brain. And showing up for yourself, doing the honest, deep work is just one of the best things you can do for yourself from a place of radical self-love. Yeah, like I did not want to do this, but I knew I had to take my own advice, that gift to clients. It was also really uplifting because earlier that day, I just had a bonus call with the first round of my group program for brain rewiring and they're all doing so well because of the work we did together so i'm like if they can move forward then so can i like i'm the coach for fuck's sake like i gotta take my own advice i gotta work through my own journal prompts 
I gotta show up. I have to like lead by example. Um, so I'm really glad I did. And in case this wasn't abundantly obvious, like I have to do this work over and over again because that's the human experience. As you up level, as you evolve, new layers need to be peeled off, or inner layers have to be peeled off from the onion, like. When you want to up level, your insecurities are gonna come up. Like shame are going to come up that you never knew you had before, and this is how you move forward. And it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to take a long time or be hard. Um, like I already feel just so much lighter energetically today. I feel a lot more hopeful. I don't want to bitch about men or the apps. I just know that I'm on a good trajectory, and magic is gonna unfold as long as I keep showing up for myself. This episode was about shadow work. Um, the emphasis here, because due to personal experiences, we're we're focusing on dating and relationships, but I had to do so much shadow work for being a business owner. <laughs> being a business owner, like running a business. You it it just cannot happen without deep personal development work. Like so much of your shit around money, around being seen, just you know, are like they just become abundantly obvious, and you cannot ignore it. So I would say this work is really critical. Brain rewiring is honestly like the best personal development tool that I can. Literally, always count on. Like there are a lot of modalities and tools out there that work, but doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And I also like having the option to do it whenever I want. I can't wait a whole week for like a hypnotherapy appointment. You know what I mean? Like no shade on hypnotherapy, but I need to. Do the work when I want to, and this is why I teach my clients through like my brain rewiring coaching program, empowered, both in the one-on-one format and the group format. And I just am so proud of the container I've created. Round two is going to start in mid-February. If you're interested, honestly, three months you can experience such a impactful shift in your life. That just influence how you see the world, how you live your life, how you think, feel, and act. My one of my clients from the first group said she's literally a changed person, and I I'm like blown away always, and so proud of them, and I'm really proud of the container I've created. I love doing this work. I love. Providing support, accountability, and direction from a loving place, because honestly, anybody can spend twenty dollars on a personal development book, read it, and nothing really happens. You know, like I've read many personal development books, but I I did want to change, but I just didn't know where to start. Or what exactly to do? So having a coach really makes all the difference. And I'll tell you what, I hired a coach for the first time in 2020. 
So this is just three years ago, two almost three years ago, and I was just like, I am almost embarrassed. I tried to do it myself this whole time when I could just have hired support, and literally the way I experienced the world changed in the most impactful way in just three months.、Um, so, shameless plug. If you're even just a little bit curious about Empowered, which is my brain rewiring group coaching program, starting in mid February, definitely head to the show notes, put yourself on the waitlist, and I'll reach out. We will chat about the program, about your goals, to see if we're a good fit to work together. I do expect this program to sell out, so if you're just a little bit curious. This is no strings attached. Just put yourself on the waitlist. Don't procrastinate. I swear you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I look forward to connecting and learning about your goals.